providing timely, relevant content to providers who care for children. Welcome to Pediatrics in Practice, presented by Children's Mercy Kansas City. Here's Dr. Michael Smith. All right, so our topic today is influenza, test or treat. My guest is Dr. Jennifer Goldman. Dr. Goldman is an infectious disease physician at Children's Mercy Kansas City, an associate professor of pediatrics at the University of Missouri, Kansas City School of Medicine. Dr. Goldman, welcome to the show. Great. Thanks for having me. So, you know, I always, you know, when we talk about the flu season, I always like to um, ask the experts like yourself and, and get different of opinions. Why do we have a flu season? What? Why are we always talking about influenza this time of the year? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, flu hits in North America um, any time in between, typically January or February, but it can start this time of year. And it's, um, although unpredictable exactly the time it'll hit, it hits every single year. And so, um, you know, as we get prepared and start to vaccinate people and try to protect people um, as much as possible before um, influenza rears its ugly head in our communities. Yeah. At this point in the year, um, you know, what, what do you think? Is this going to be a, and not to put you on the spot, just looking for your opinion, is this going to be a, a bad season for the flu or what do you think? Yeah, unfortunately, that's unpredictable. Um, but what we do know already, the CDC came out and said several states are already seeing an uptick on the visits of children um, and adults going to see their doctor um, with influenza-like symptoms. So I believe in the next several weeks, we're definitely going to see it on the rise. Um, and unfortunately, last year, it was a really significant um, season and in the U.S. alone, we saw, you know, about 180 uh, pediatric deaths. So I think it's always a little bit unpredictable, but I think the one thing that we can do is prepare the best that we can. Yeah, so I want to talk a little bit um, about how we can prepare and, and get your opinion. But let's just kind of review influenza in general, um, uh, just kind of as, an, as a, night up, uh, a nice update for people. What, what are the common symptoms of influenza? Yeah, I think that's a great question because I think many of us, you know, out in the communities, you'll hear people say that they have a cold or they have flu. They can't really tell which. And most of the time, you know, flu isn't just a bad cold. Um, both the flu and cold can cause similar respiratory symptoms. But usually with flu, um, you'll have fevers and chills and cough. I mean, those two symptoms together are pretty standard for flu. Um, in kids, you know, we can also see sore throat or uh, runny nose or muscle aches. Um, typically, you know, you don't have the stomach issues with diarrhea or vomiting, um, but it's really just overall um, feeling cruddy and, you know, it's, it's quite contagious. Um, most of the time, um, you know, both children and adults will, um, you know, get better quickly with flu, but sometimes it can definitely linger and take days, and unfortunately, sometimes it can develop into really uh, severe complications like pneumonias and other infections. Yeah, and doesn't it, and, and that's what makes it hard, right, because, or hard to treat, because a lot of times patients are coming in late 
Isn't that correct? They're, they're missing those initial symptoms. It lingers for a while. And then next thing you know it, they're, you know, high fever. They're really sick. And now they come in. Is that too late? And if it is, how do we get people in faster to be checked? Yeah, you bring up great points. So when's the best time to test and treat for flu? Um, the earlier, the better, just like you highlighted. So ideally, um, you know, if a child develops symptoms such as fever and cough and we're in the peak of influenza season, um, you know, they should be tested early. So the tests are most reliable um, within the first three to four days of symptoms. And then if the decision by the clinician is to treat with antivirals, really, again, ideally, those should be started within the first couple of days, the first 48 hours of symptoms. Um, that's where the data show that that is when the antiviral medications um, are at their best. Yeah, and when we do, well, when we are able, right, to treat early, and, and if it is decided that, that the patient needs antivirals, I mean, the outcome is just better, right? We, we know that when we're able to treat quickly, we see a lot less consequences, we see less hospitalization. Um, all of that is true, correct? Well, it's a little bit more complicated than that. Um, so we know prevention is by far the best treatment. So prevention with vaccination is by far the best. We know that there are antiviral medications approved by the Food and Drug Administration for kids, such as Ulsultamivir or Tamiflu. Um, that's an oral medication. Or there's an inhaled antiviral called Zanamivir or Relinza, and that can be used in um, kids seven years of age and up. Um, those are the best two antivirals that have been studied in kids. Most of the studies have been performed in children with uncomplicated influenza, so those actually that don't get hospitalized. And what the data show is that prompt initiation of anti antiviral medications typically results in about a day, a day and a half less of symptoms. Um, and so, again, early, early diagnosis, early treatment um, can result in a day or so less of symptoms, but we really don't have the data in pediatrics to know if it prevents hospitalization and things like that. What we do know is, you know, not getting the flu and trying to prevent that is the best yeah. way to decrease well, hospitalization rates. Yeah, so let's let's go back to that, right, because you mentioned the, the, the vaccine. Are you seeing less and less kids being vaccinated? I know there's a lot of, I don't know, what is it, anti-vaccine noise out there um, and... and are, what, what, what is that having an impact on, on the number of kids being vaccinated? What do you think? Yeah, so I mean, the, the most important thing is to know what the recommendations are for flu vaccine. And the CDC and the American Academy of Pediatrics actually recommend everyone in the United States greater than six months of age getting um, immunized. And we know that... Um, you know, that is the most important part of immunization, anyone of the right age to get immunized. Um, we know that, you know, parents and family members that, um, you know, get immunized, their children are more likely to get immunized. And we know that the, the vaccine is effective. And so what we also know is, you know, as soon as that pediatrician has 
that vaccination available in their clinics. You can differ from clinic to clinic. It's important to start the vaccination process. We don't wait for the first case of flu. Um, and what we also know is even if someone did delay or miss opportunity to get immunized, they can get vaccinated throughout the whole uh, flu season. So if a pediatrician is seeing a child even in January or February, we still recommend vaccination and to, um, you know, vaccinate as many uh, children as possible. What about the different types of vaccines that are available? Can you run through some of that with us? Yeah, I sure can. So there are, there are the inactivated uh, influenza vaccine, and those are an injection, um, and they are, again, recommended for any child um, six months of age and greater. Um, and then there is, so the live um, attenuated vaccine, which is the nasal spray, which was actually not recommended the past um, couple of years by the American Academy of Pediatrics um, because uh, the initial data show that it may not be as effective in preventing influenza. Actually, that data, um, you know, is inconclusive. And so the American Academy of Pediatrics came out this year and said, you can, for any child greater than two years of age who has no reasons not to get live influenza vaccine if they're completely healthy, if they don't have asthma or anything else, they can, as an alternative, they can get the, the nasal spray uh, vaccination this year. So those are the two types, the injection and the nasal spray. So, Dr. Goldman, you know, we're, we're entering into to the flu season, as you know, uh, and is, I guess I want to end with this. It, it, what would you like people to know about influenza? Yeah, that's a great um, thing to end on because I think it's always a constant reminder that we see otherwise healthy children, you know, get sick from the flu every single year, unfortunately. We take care of them here at Children's Mercy. They, you, across the country, you know, thousands of um, children and adults come to clinics and hospitals um, requiring sometimes pretty significant medical care. And so I think it is important um, for all of us to continue to remind families how critical it is to um, be aware of the symptoms that are associated with flu, to seek medical care early, and then to um, get vaccinated. Uh, Those are really the most important take-home messages during the influenza season. Gotcha. Fantastic, Dr. Goma. I want to thank you for the work that you're doing at Children's Mercy, and thank you for coming on the show today. You're listening to Pediatrics in Practice with Children's Mercy Kansas City. For more information, you go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. Thanks for listening.